Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But here we are. Uh, how much college ball did you watch yesterday? I got that first game, which was spectacular. It takes too long. College football takes forever. Oh, my God, it's so long. The half times are nine years. Uh, but that Alabama-Michigan game I got a lot of. And that Washington-Texas um, game, which started at midnight approximately, Way too late. Wrong. Don't do that. Broken system. So, yeah, let's talk about the time of the game first. The second game, which was better than the first in terms of action and offense and points, such a really competitive football game. It took three hours and 53 minutes. Mm-hmm. Basically a four-hour game, yep. and it started at not, a little after 90s. It's like 90s Yankees Red Sox type stuff. No, thank you. It ended at almost one in the morning. Mm-hmm. We got to find a different way forward. In fact, yesterday when we woke up, I didn't know what time the games were. I just hadn't looked it up. I knew both of them were on New Year's Day, but I figured I'll be around and turn on the TV when right. they start. Yeah. So my wife asked me, when are the games? And I said, I'm guessing, you know, three and seven. And then I look it up, and it was like five and change, and, and 8.45 was the listed start time. They push it back because the other game went to overtime. That is a bad plan to begin with. Mm-hmm. I get that they want those games into the night for TV ratings, but you're right. I mean, I often don't agree with you on the, the late night sports thing. But for a you know one of one sixty two Nats at Angels or whatever, fine. We're talking about the, the national semifinal. People should not have to ruin their week and their sleep schedule to stay up to watch it. Which is not even to mention anyone young on the East Coast. There is absolutely zero percent chance they could stay up and watch that game. Well, even beyond that, the like I, I understand you want to stagger them. You want it in prime time. But you're delaying the start so that, like, a, an executive from Progressive or whatever the, the company was can get up there and wax poetic and hand the trophy to somebody. Like, start the second game. Start it. But they got to wait for them to do the song and dance and complete their program. And uh, Reese Davis or whoever it is is up there pr- producing this. And thank you to that. And let's throw to the commercial break brought to you by Progressive from the Progressive stage at Progressive Field. Whatever the hell it was. Like, if you're going to start the games at 4 and 7 or 4 and 7, 30, 4 and 8, Fine, but you didn't. It didn't start till after nine, I, I think, and just ridiculous. So to me, the, here's the problem. Number one, I don't know why halftime is as long as it is. In general, in college football, and Pete Methurst could tell me the exact time because he does all these radio calls. Uh, if he's listening, text me. The NFL is like twelve minutes. Like yeah, the Super Bowl is different, right? But but just playoffs, regular season, whatever. Start a clock from when the the half ends to the next half starts. It's a reasonable amount of time. You can go to the bathroom, you can get a snack, you sit back down, and the game is starting, Mm -hmm. right? College football is twice as long. And these bowl games especially are preposterous. These playoff games, it's asinine. But, like, if you're just – I'm talking about a regular season college game. Mm -hmm. I would say, if I had to guess, it's like seven, eight minutes longer than in NFL Mm halftime. But these bowl games, it's crazy. It's absurd. So, the college football did something ingenious, if you want to call it that, give them credit for it, or annoying if you don't. So remember, it used to be every first down, the clock stopped, right? Remember that? And that we're like, oh, my God, these games take so long. Well, now they keep it running, 
but they supplement it with more commercial breaks. So it still takes the same amount of time. The commercials. But they're And the breaks, by the way. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to have a ton of breaks in terms of quantity of Mm -hmm. them. They're so long. I mean, some of them are three and a half minutes. Uh You know, it just, the games take forever. Yep. And if we're going to sit here and talk about baseball needing to, to hurry up, like, something has to be done about that. Specifically, as we expand the playoff field, and there's going to be more of these games that we're all glued to next year, they just got to find a way to be more efficient. More of these 30-second in-game commercials that we see now. or Yeah, something However they want to go, they got to figure that out. But let's just talk about the actual games themselves. I actually thought Michigan was considerably better than Alabama in that game last night that went to overtime. The Wolverines end up winning 27-20. Blake Corum was a Virginia kid, by the way. Had he not have gone to Baltimore to go to like a prep school to get looks to go to college, he would have played at Marshall High School uh, in Virginia, out by like West Virginia. Uh, he, he is semi-local, like 45, 50-minute drive mm-hmm. from here, and just a great story, really, really good dude. He scores the game-winning touchdown. But I thought the story to me was, as bad as Michigan special teams were, they, their kicker, their punter, their return guys, they all tried to lose the game a couple different ways. Alabama's teams was way, way better. On offense and on defense, advantage Wolverines. They dominated the line of scrimmage in the first half. They, they were not particularly good in the third quarter. But I, I just thought they were the better team. They probably deserved to win the game. And J.J. McCarthy at the end made a few plays and was able to, even though I didn't think he was particularly good for the majority of the day. No, I. it's, it's very pedestrian stuff from from him. And I think that's kind of what he's asked to do and what he should be doing, frankly, because as good as Michigan is, as physical as they are up front, that game to me, it, it six sacks, it felt like more than that, honestly. Well, it's five in the first half. Yeah. So that made it feel like a lot more than uh, six. But there are other times I think they probably didn't give credit for sacks when maybe it was a design run from Milrow or something like that, but 10 tackles for loss. So 16 times Michigan's defensive line said, nope, this is going negative. This is going backwards. That, to me, says it validates kind of what you're talking about. They were the better team, I thought. Good for Alabama for finding their way to come back with a couple, uh, taking advantage of some opportunities here and there. And uh, that one touchdown drive with, uh, I think it was like a third and 14 or something like that, that Milrow darted through the line and, and made like seven or eight different cuts and you know found a way to get a first down, for, ultimately led to a touchdown. Really, really impressive, but I thought Michigan was the better team. Milrow ran for 63, threw for only 116 yards. In the game, but I thought Michigan's defense was fantastic. Agreed. And Alabama's was pretty good too, but as you pointed out with the TFLs and the sacks, I mean, the Wolverines' defense was just great. Uh, they were the best team in the country, kind of circuit to circuit this year, 14 and 0 with quality wins along the way. And now they move on to the championship to take on the other of the power conference teams that didn't lose 14 and 0 Washington. Again, the Huskies were underdogs. Again, Michael Penix and Washington pulls off, and I'm using air quotes here an upset mm-hmm. win because the number two team in the country beat the number three team in the land. They were several point dogs uh, against Oregon, almost double digit point dogs in the conference title game. They have won. I think it's now nine or 10 straight games by single digit points, but this is what they do. They play these close games at times. It looks like they're going to lose in the second half. Michael Penix, unflappable, just an undaunted personality makes really good decisions. I thought he was incredible. Their lefty quarterback, who is 24 years old, will be 24 next season as a rookie, who's had two torn ACLs, so there's some kind of red flaggy things going into the draft with his injury history, his knee that teams will worry about. Uh, He's he's been in college since literally Patrick Mahomes threw his first pass in the NFL. 
several years back when Michael Penix was making his first start in college. Think about that. I think it's six years later. Wow. Uh, he's now on his second team, and he is the man. I mean, he's so accurate. He reminds me a lot of Tua. Like, it's, it's pinpoint accuracy, putting the ball, dropping it into the bucket, big-time throws downfield all night, threw for 430 yards and two touchdowns. It's that craftiness, too, right? I mean, he's, he's obviously athletic. I mean, the two ACLs, it's a concern, but I've loved this guy all year long, and, I, you know, I'm not taking credit. He's incredible. He's a Heisman Trophy yeah. leading front runner for three months. I, I, you know, I understand he's got two NFL wide receivers. Right. Um, yeah, Roma Dunze is going to go in the top 10. He's awesome. Jalen Polk's going to go in the first round. That is basically an NFL wide receiver room. Yeah. I mean, and a great scheme. Like He's, he's totally. got a lot going for him, no doubt. So I understand the knocks. I know what they are. The age you already touched on, the ACLs, et cetera. It, I feel like that's a dude, A, I'm pulling for. B, I've just, I, I love some of the little things. Like they, it's half athletic, half crafty. There's a play where I forget which defensive lineman it was for Texas. An unbelievable rush. Beats two different guys, swim move right down the middle. Penix gives him a little look to the left, sort of a little shimmy, ducks inside him, steps right back up, reassembles his feet, and throws a dime down the middle of the field for a first down for a big chunk play. That's the kind of stuff I'm like, I covet. I, I, I love it so much. I want to hug it. I, if I could bottle it, I would drink it and become Superman. I love watching that dude play football. Texas almost won the game, so a lot of you guys were sleeping at this point. But the final score was 37-31. Washington led by 13 with a couple minutes left. Texas scores a touchdown and cuts to six. They try for an onside kick they don't get. And then with about a minute and 15 seconds left, Washington gets possession of the ball. And and just the craziest set of circumstances I ever saw led Texas to the doorstep on the precipice of one of the great collapses ever for Washington. But long story short, basically, Washington gets the ball. And rather than just taking three knees because Texas has two timeouts left, they try to run the football to, mm-hmm. to elapse some time and ideally to try to get a first down. They slam it into the line of scrimmage a couple times in a row for maybe a combined four or five yards. Texas burns their timeouts. Well, on the third run where there's no timeout where you can run the clock all the way down to 18, 20 seconds or whatever, the tailback, who's one of the best running backs left in this playoff, Dylan Johnson, gets hurt. Serious injury to his ankle. He's writhing in pain and can't stand up. They've got a Stop the clock. So the the basically the 40 seconds they would have run the clock down, Texas is saved. Wow. Washington has to punt. Dylan Johnson, by the way, ends up getting carted off. He may not play in the title game. He ran 21 times and scored two touchdowns. He's a huge part of Washington's offense. So that's also a, a big deal for Michigan moving forward. But as he's carted off now, Texas gets the football back. And on the punt, their long snapper inexplicably runs into the punt returner as he's trying to field the ball. So they get another 15 yards to get up to almost the 40-yard line. Then a couple big boy throws from Quinn Ewers, who I thought was actually very solid when balls weren't getting batted at the line of scrimmage. Danny, they got down inside the red zone with 20 seconds left. Unreal. They end up throwing, I think it was three straight incompletions at the end and on a fourth and goal. Beautiful play by a DB to swap what was like a fade route away. But Texas, I would say their chance of winning was... It looked like they were going to win when they had two shots at the end zone. Yeah, with small percentage, you'd say, right? Yeah, that's and then it goes from you got three shots as you said in the end zone. I think from the from the Washington twelve yard line. That's where they eventually ended. Unreal, but like they were at the sixteen or eighteen with like two or three chances with twenty some seconds left, <sighs> and that's range to score right there. But uh, Washington hangs on, so now the title of the game is set: Huskies, Wolverines, and you got to say I think it's the two best teams in the country in terms of. You know, parking the car, right? Both of them won 14-0. and 0. 
every game they played this year. I love the contrast of styles. Washington, especially without Johnson, wants to spread you out, use their athletes, throw the football, put the game in Penix's hands. Mm-hmm. Michigan is so kind of old school with Harbaugh. They'd love to just grind you to, to sawdust and not throw the ball once if they they won a game. I think it was the Ohio State game. Now I can't remember. Maybe it was Penn State. They won a game in the second half where they, I think, didn't complete a pass or didn't throw a pass, remember, with uh, Harbaugh out. It was a conference game for sure, right, where they, they just ago. smash mouth. That, yeah. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their whole bit. So, that's how they're built. I mean, th- yeah. it, this is a throwback old-school Big Ten team. Totally. Right, like for Michigan, the contrast like, of styles is gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope it becomes a, a shootout. I just don't know that Washington can can do that with some of those adults that, that Michigan has, especially on that defensive side of the ball. And they're going to get mauled around a little bit on offense. But yeah, you're right. These these are the teams that are probably most deserving. I'm rooting for Penix. I just think that uh, you know, there's guys on Michigan that I like, like mm-hmm. the Corum story that uh, you know I, I saw yesterday that uh, Marty Smith did for ESPN, where his parents would drive him. From Marshall, Virginia, again, like 50 minutes from here out west, wherever that is, uh-huh. to Baltimore every day to go to school so that he could get his scholarship and try to play in the NFL. Like two hours each week. Love that. Can you imagine? <laughs> and now he's one of the great backs in the country and he's going to get drafted and it worked out. But like, I, I see that story and, and also the guy's giving away like 22,000 toys to kids while he's been in school and 800 turkeys or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, go win a title, man. I know. But but the Penix thing, I think he's kind of slept on and just what a year for him. Star. He's he's right now viewed like fifth or sixth among quarterbacks, depending on what rankings you're looking at in the draft. And it's it, to me, it's not a production thing. It's my, my knocks are the obvious ones. It's two ACLs in his age. Sorry. Like you can't get around that. But man, oh man, I he is so tempting with how skilled he is, how accurate he is, that the ability to kind of move around and how how I, you know, shifty and tricky he is uh, in the pocket. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. I also am rooting against Jim Harbaugh. Like the he the, could be your the, head coach. Soon yeah, enough. the 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 cheating and like the big giant expressions and temper tantrums that he throws. Like I find that dude so annoying to look at and deal with. But obviously, everywhere he's been, he's won. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.